let up Ferocious, I'm fed up Dismissing the competition You're hopeless, I'll trash your ambition Listen, you want a class on tradition? On one condition Forget the best of the century Talk about the best of all time You better mention me Welcome guys back to the Squared Circle, the UK's number one pro wrestling radio show. We have with us uh, this week an absolute honour to have this guy on the show, former Olympic gold medalist and the current TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Kurt Angle. Kurt, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, very happy to be here, uh, knowing that uh, we're now on Bravo on Saturday nights at 9 and uh, promoting my our Midway video game, TNA Impact, and uh, also that we're coming here in June. So uh, it's, it's a big jump for TNA because uh, we're only five years young and we have come so far so quickly. Okay. Well, um, you mentioned the TNA UK tour. Of course, it's the first time TNA as a company has been over to the UK to promote events yeah. um, are you guys you know how are you how's, what's the reaction been in the locker room when you know you guys have found out you're coming over to the UK because the, the fans over here are hot for, for TNA wrestling that's what we heard that's what makes us so excited is because the, the fans are very excited about having TNA come over here they they obviously have seen WWE many times and I, I was part of the company when I was coming over here but TNA is a completely different style of wrestling uh, we have our own flavor, and I think the fans are going to enjoy it. Our X division is just incredible. Um, the heavyweight division is great, but um, you know when you compare our X division to the cruiserweight division in WWE, it, it doesn't even compare. And uh, that's what makes us stand out as the our wrestling style. It's a it's it's what we are. TNA is total nonstop action wrestling. I mean that, that that's that that pretty much describes what we are, especially when we do tours like this. Because that's all you're going to see is our wrestling, and it's amazing. We have some incredible athletes. Now, obviously, you've been in the WWE for a number of years before coming to TNA. What's it going to be like for you to wrestle back in front of UK fans again? I'm excited to come back to the UK. I, I didn't know it was going to be so so quickly. You know, you, you do have to remember that TNA is only five years old. And like I said, you know, our ratings are going up, and they continue to keep going up. Uh, this company started out with, you know, with nothing and within five years we become a world power and we're in 130 different countries so you know coming here this was our number one pick we knew the UK would be our prime uh, location for our, our first world tour and um, so uh, uh, you know we found out here that our ratings are almost comparable to WWE's which is incredible because we have only been on TV for a couple of years here so uh, we're, we're very excited and, and when we come here we're going to bring a lot of the guys and, and we're going to bring a lot of excitement to it I think the guys are actually more excited than the fans okay um, it'll be great to see you guys over here of course now TNA Obviously, it is the best wrestling product in the U.S. currently, and um, you know, comparable to some of the Japanese promotions, the fans that absolutely love pure wrestling. Sure. Um, TNA rather unfairly, because it's such a young company, has received criticism. It's being compared to other places. What would you say to those people who have, you know, took shots at the company unfairly? And you know, as I say, it's a great product. The only people that really have taken shots at us are, are the people that are really avid WWE fans that will never, never switch. Um, you know, we are we are the alternative company, and um, those fans, you know, they're diehard fans, and and you have to respect that. But at the same time, you have to look around and see the growth of TNA and how WWE has kind of plummeted the last couple of years, and and their storylines and their wrestlers have become stagnant. A lot of injuries 
employees, guys like myself and Booker T quitting and jumping ship and going over to TNA. Um, so WWE, you know, they have a lot of programming in one week and they just don't have enough talent to fill that programming. You know, having the ECW one hour, SmackDown two hours and Raw two hours, that's five hours of programming a week. Uh, they, they don't even have half the talent that we have. So TNA... We have too much talent, and we have two hours of programming a week. So when you watch our show, you're seeing our very top guys each and every time. And, and what we're trying to do is not just uh, you know uh, showcase our top guys, but we have guys coming up through the ranks like Robert Roode and James Storm and, and even Eric Young and, um, and uh, guys like Kaz and, and the Motor City Machine Guns. We're trying to make these guys huge superstars like Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and Christian Cage and myself. So uh, we're doing an incredible job and it's just a matter of time before we have about 15 guys at the top. And the difference between WWE and TNA is that there, there aren't any politics in TNA. You know, you really have to go through the whole politic thing in WWE where you have to earn your way up and the guys at the top really don't want you up there. They want to keep you down. I'm, I'm the top guy in TNA and what I, my goal is to get everybody to the top with me. And if I can get 14 other guys at the top, then TNA becomes better. The company makes more money and in return, we make more money. So it makes sense. And uh, th that's the whole team concept of TNA. And that's what makes it different than WWE. Now, as you said earlier, TNA has been around for about five years. Um, are you surprised by the growth of the company over that time? And, and where do you see it going in the next five years? If you compare it to WWE in their first five years, geez, it, it doesn't even compare. So I think that WWE has helped us, you know, but with them having a, a great promotion definitely has helped TNA grow quicker. TNA uh, is, is, is a company that I think WWE was dying to uh, have a competitor. You know, they, they were trying to compete against themselves. You know, they switched, uh, they switched guys over to SmackDown, tried to have SmackDown compete against Raw. That got boring. Then they brought in ECW to compete, compete against Raw. That got boring. It's, it's because the fans know that it's WWE versus WWE. It's not, it's not a real different promotion. Vince owns all three of those companies. Um, TNA is a different company. So now we're the competitor. And I think that WWE needed that. I think TNA needs WWE, and as long as we have competitors, we're going to continue to work harder to get better and be uh, uh, just more successful at what we do. So I think we help each other out. Okay, um, changing gears briefly again, you mentioned the TNA Impact video game coming out this year, 2008 yes. from Midway Games. Um, we've seen some absolutely fantastic trailers. Um, yeah, amazing. Video games uh, in the wrestling genre have kind of been cornered by the SmackDown vs. Raw um, their annual release but this game looks absolutely awesome the graphics the animations look absolutely superb um, what have you got to say about again your, your opinions on it and, and how well it's going to do the reason this game is so much better than the Raw versus Smackdown game is because like I said before TNA is more of a family oriented company you know the, all the guys work together to make this company one and strong and a lot of the guys took a lot of extra time out to, to, to make this game very good. Uh, in, in WWE, all we had to do, we'd be at a TV one day, whether it be SmackDown or ECW or Raw, and they'd ask us, uh, ask us to go into a bus, and they'd scan our head, and they'd scan our body, and they'd say, okay, we're done with you. And that's all they do. 
and then and then on the video game you'd watch it and you just look like a robot that looked like you uh in tna we actually did the scanning we actually interviewed the guys their personalities we got the facial expressions uh we actually got the guys in the ring with uh with the bodysuit on with sensors and did the wrestling moves so and not only that but um as the match goes on you're starting to see the guy perspire you see him sweating you see him getting tired so you're seeing real emotion in a video game which is literally impossible but now it is possible and that's why it makes this game is without about without a doubt the most innovative wrestling video game ever and i'm i'm not just tooting tna's horn i'm i'm saying i literally have been in uh, uh, probably 50 video games and this is by far the best video game and I guarantee next year WWE will try to copy it yeah absolutely uh, again shifting gears very briefly uh, of course Brock Lesnar made his uh, MMA debut uh, and he did a great job Yeah, he did absolutely preparation was, was awesome there and obviously saw you in the crowd saw you at ringside um, if you could face anyone in MMA there have been lots of rumours flying around everyone wants to see Kurt Angle in MMA uh, who would you like to face in a dream dream MMA match? I I would prefer one of the top guys. I've already talked to different promotions. Um, uh, it looked like Randy Couture and I were going to go at it, uh, but then Randy got caught in a little lawsuit with Dana White, so uh, that's been on hold. Uh, Tito Ortiz is a name that popped up. Um, Brock Lesnar is also a name that popped up. The only problem is Brock Lesnar is signed with Dana White. Dana White will not allow any of his fighters to fight pro wrestlers, active pro wrestlers. Now, if I decide to retire, which I'm not going to, um, if I decide to retire, Dana White would pick me up right away, and he'd have Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. But um, I think that it will probably be Tito Ortiz sometime in the summer, sometime after our tour in England. And uh, I'm going to start training for that pretty soon on my days off. Uh, TNA uh, enables me to uh, be able to train for that because I'm not on the road as much as I was in WWE. In WWE, uh, a lot, you know, and I, I've even read that, you know, guys are on the road only about 150 days. When I was in WWE, I was on the road over 300 days. And that had a lot to do with wrestling, promotions, autograph signings, commercials for WWE. I was the guy. And um, I was the most reliable guy. I was Vince, Vince McMahon's MVP. I was, I, was, I was the guy that he always looked to. And um, so I, I kind of got tired of that. And, uh, you know, and after a while, the company became stagnant. It was getting very boring. And then I started watching TNA. And I was like, wow, I'd like to wrestle that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. And I was like, this company is really growing. And when Vince and I, we kind of had a falling out, and I decided I wanted to quit. And uh, thank God he gave me a release, because if he wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to sign with TNA. I still had five and a half years on my contract. But Vince gave me the release, and that day I called Dixie Carter. And uh, she flew up the following day, and she just had a baby and everything. It was crazy. But uh, she came up, and uh, we talked in my living room, and... Uh, we actually made, we, we signed a deal, and uh, we waited three months until uh, the big pay-per-view, Bound for Glory, and, and that's when I debuted. So um, it all worked out for the best. Uh, you know, I, I, got, I got away from WWEs, which, which I wanted to do. I went to the company where I wanted to wrestle, and uh, the only thing that I didn't get to do is I went to fly to see Dana White and sign with uh, UFC as well, and... I told him I just signed with TNA and he said well I can't have you wrestle too and I said why not and he said well I just don't think the fans will they'll think it's fake and I looked at Dana White like 
you you're gonna insult the fans' intelligence by thinking that you know you got a pro wrestling match and you got an MMA fight and you can't tell the difference. One's an octagon, one's a wrestling ring. I think they're smart enough to know that. And he's like, well, I just if if you quit pro wrestling, give me a call. That's what he said. So I won't be re- I won't be fighting for Dana White. But uh, my number one priority, although we're talking about all this fighting, the, my number one priority is to make TNA the top wrestling company in the world. And uh, and that is my job. That's what Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett hired me to do, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Now, keeping on that subject, who so far has been your favorite TNA opponent to be in the ring against? Man, uh, you know what? There, there's so many good guys. Uh, you know, I, I have very limited wrestling experience with AJ Styles, but he's incredible. Christian Cage is one of the best ringleaders in the world. He's the most one of the most underrated wrestlers. I really enjoy wrestling Christian Cage. Uh, but Samoa Joe and I, we have a chemistry, and I think it has to do with uh, both of our backgrounds, my Olympic gold medal background, his MMA background. So our match has become quite brutal. Um, and when we're over, when, when the match is over and we're finished, we definitely feel the pain uh, because we lay into each other. But uh, Joe and I have a, a, a great chemistry, and we, we had a great nine-month nine run, and that's just the beginning. Joe and I are going to be going at it again, and uh, it should be even better. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I'd have to say that you know I've had great matches with Sting, Christian Cage, um, uh, I've had I've had great matches with young guys like Kaz, so uh, you know I can't say who my favorite is, but the best chemistry is Samoa Joe. Okay, um, again keeping on the TNA locker room. Moving on to some fan questions now. We opened our forums uh, when we found out we were going to be talking to you. Asked our fans to send in some questions. First of all, uh, our good friends over at Rumble Radio in Chicago okay. uh, sent in some questions. Um, wow! And they've said. As a, as a gold medalist wrestler, have any people in the TNA locker room decided to test you in a shoot wrestling match? No, I, I have actually thrown the offer out, uh, you know, to, to kind of garner my respect in a new company. Because in WWE, though, that, that was the thing, that I was the, I was the toughest guy there. Uh, actually, Brock and I had a little contest to see who was the better the tougher guy and, I, and I, I pretty much dominated him although you know all over the internet he lied and said he pinned me in 30 seconds I don't know why I said that but um, yeah I pretty much dominated Brock in the ring and uh, and then I came over here and uh, even Samoa Joe wouldn't go up against me so um, you know I, uh, I, I I don't like to you know brag about my Olympic gold medal but uh, you know it's something that I'm very proud of and uh, you know if anybody wants to step up to the plate and try me out i'd be more than happy to do it so i think that dixie carter and jeff Jarrett get a little nervous when i do that when i when i get in the ring and say come on who, who wants to come in the ring because they invest a lot of time and money in me and they don't want to see me get hurt so now the second question again comes from rumble um you've talked in the past about being in movies uh is any of that in the future for you well, because of the writer's strike, uh, I w- already would have been in a movie. Uh, I can't tell you the name, but I will tell you that uh, the star is Tim Allen, and um, I have a very good part in that movie. Um, I will be in eight different scenes. Uh, after the writer's strike, we'll start working on that movie, and uh, and that's where I have to talk to Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett about uh, what days off I can have to go out there and film and I also have to talk to the producer and the director of the film and know that I need to be a TNA at a certain time so I'll be a very busy man when that movie gets started but uh, yeah I am going to start doing the cross and that's the that's a lot of the reason why I joined TNA not just because they were growing rapidly and they are a much better wrestling company um, Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett 
uh, want me to go out there and pursue my dreams as an actor. They want me to become mainstream in the acting world. Uh, they feel that that'll, that'll give them more exposure. Vince McMahon would not let me do anything. Um, he just wanted me to wrestle. And I had many offers. I had over 100 offers to do different movies. And every one went to the top to Vince, and he rejected all of them. I didn't find that out until I quit, and 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 that really hurt me, uh, because I saw the you know the Rock kind of explode as an actor, you know even Stone Cold started doing some movies, um, and 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 everybody said you know Kurt Angle was gonna be the next guy, and Vince protected me. He wanted me to stay in the company, stay as a wrestler, and not go out there and try. Uh, Dixie Carter has a different philosophy. Uh, she feels that the more movies I do, the more exposure TNA gets. So that's why I'm happy to be with the company. Okay. Um, again, more more fan questions. Who came up with the idea of the three eyes? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Uh, one of the writers of WWE or Vince McMahon. I think it was Vince, and I think it came from um, who was the uh, the guy? He has Parkinson's disease from Family Family Ties. Michael J. Fox. There you go. Uh, he actually uh, he said it in one of the episodes, and I think Vince picked up on that and. Uh, so uh, he gave it to me, and uh, it worked very well. I mean, uh, you know, being an Olympic gold medalist with the alter ego, and, you know, uh, I wasn't talking to the people. Uh, I was preaching to the people about my three eyes, and that's why, you know, the, all the fans started to hate me, you know. When you have someone preaching and, and knowing that they're an Olympic gold medalist, something that, you know, most of the fans could never dream of doing, and you're talking about that, uh, the fans tend to find you annoying. So, uh, you know, the character worked very well. And, um, and then my character started to become very comical, and, and that really helped me out. And so not only was I, uh, you know, an incredible wrestler, uh, my, my character became very strong in the WWE and we're kind of doing the same character with a little twist in, in TNA um, and it's working out very well um, I thought that the fans would never boo me again uh, considering with my reputation as a wrestler and being the best wrestler in the world but uh, we're getting that reaction again and, and, and it's a wonderful feeling and it's kind of funny that you know you don't want the fans to boo you but uh, that is my job and as a champion, as as being a quote unquote heel wrestler, it's my job to have the fans not like me, and it's working. Thank God. <laughs> um, of course, uh, recently we had the the big pay per view over in Japan, uh, TNA invading Japan. Uh, absolutely phenomenal show there, and, and really focusing, emphasizing the wrestling product of TNA. Um, how does the the style of Japanese wrestling differ from that in the U.S.? Obviously, apart from the, the entertainment aspect of it. Uh, they are very brutal. They, uh, they like I said, they, it's a, it's the same style that Samoa Joe and I have. Uh, they like to lay in. Um, uh, they, they, they actually edited out uh, um, uh, some of the match that I had with Yuji Nagata. Maybe due to time restraints, and maybe due to the fact that Yuji Nagata kicked me in the face as hard as he could. Uh, my whole side of my face ended up being black and blue um uh he was supposed to kick me in the shoulder and he kind of uh, missed it by about six inches and um but that's the kind of thing that you have to expect over there you know if they're going to hit you with german suplexes you're not going to lay on your back you're going to lay on the back of your head uh, sometimes on top of your head so you have to be very careful about who you're wrestling and what you're going to do out there because those guys 
they want to lay in they want to make it look real they it, they're more of an mma background kind of wrestling so when you go over there you 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 not only have to be careful but you have to you have to give it back if you don't give it back they'll take advantage of you if you if you if you uh if you're very shy and you go in there and you let them beat up on you they'll continue to beat up on you but once you give them a, it's called a receipt you give it back to them they'll say whoa whoa okay all right i'm not going to mess around with this guy so that's what i do right when i get in that ring first thing i do is i lay into that guy and i let him know you're not going to mess with me and um and it usually works most of the time. Now, some of the other members of the TNA roster have been to Japan before. Obviously, Tom Coast, a lot, uh, Scott yeah. Steiner, a lot. Yeah. What was it like for you seeing a different sort of culture to the U.S.? How did, how was that? The problem is, you know, I was wrestling one of their top, you know, wrestlers, and and I was expecting, you know, the fans to react differently to me. I thought that they would boo me. Uh, the Japanese fans have a have a very high respect for me so when i came out i became the good guy <laughs> and i'm thinking i'm wrestling one of their own and they're cheering for me um uh, you know so uh, the culture is that um it's not just that they were cheering for me but the, their culture is they don't get rowdy like the american fans like the uk fans they pretty much sit on their hands. They like to study the match. They like to watch the match. They like to see it unfold. But Yuji Nagata and I had such an exciting match where we had this trade-off trade -off of submissions that for the first time I've ever seen the Japanese fans get off their seats and stand on their feet. It was because we had this trade-off for about five minutes, back and forth of submissions, and it worked so well that the fans literally stand up. It's the first time I saw the Japanese fans do that. So uh, I think Yuji Nagata and I probably, without a doubt, uh, will get match of the year honors. If not, we'll probably end up second or third. But it, w it was one of those matches that was just magical. And the thing is, Yuji and I did not go over anything. We uh, we did not like we were supposed to go to the dojo the day before because it's like their WrestleMania. Uh, th th that whole thing was like a, a big deal. That there was over thirty thousand fans there, and um, so they, they they wanted to prepare the right way. I told them no, I'm not going to the dojo. The next day they want me to come early to the arena. I said no, I'm not coming early. I got there when the show started. Eugene got and I talked a little bit. We went out. We just did it, and it, it was just like magic. It was like it was like my match with Chris Benoit in 2003 at the Royal Rumble, and uh, and I was very proud of that. And I think Yuji Nagata needs to be proud of that. Even even though he lost, he 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 had an incredible match, probably one of his greatest matches of all times. And I can say the same for myself. So uh, I expect the same when I go back over and wrestle Nakamura. Okay, I'm um, switching back to some fan questions. Uh, quick fire this one which do you prefer pro wrestling or amateur wrestling Ooh, that's a tough one um, now that I'm so deep into pro wrestling um, I would say pro wrestling but uh, what I'm most proud of is the Olympic gold medal uh, I trained very hard for that I trained 20 years um, as a child I, I knew that I was going to do something in sport. I knew I was going to be a professional athlete uh, I chose at a young age what was I going to do I was only six or seven years old. Was I going to be an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling or was I going to be a pro football player? And I chose the Olympic gold medal route. I wanted to be a wrestler. And uh, not knowing that I was going to end up being in pro wrestling. Um, so I'm more proud of the Olympic gold medal. But at, at this point in my career, uh, 
I take very much pride in being the TNA World Heavyweight Champion and also uh, obviously winning the honors of being Wrestler of the Year, greatest wrestler in the world this year, and uh, and also being one of the greatest wrestlers of all times. That's, I take a lot of pride in that, and uh, I think that TNA does as well. Now, recently on, on TNA, we've seen you become the head of the Angle Alliance, of course, yes. uh, with AJ and your wife, Karen. Um, whose idea was it for Karen to become part of the active TNA roster? Karen's. Uh, she was supposed to do one-time performance. And that one-time performance blew my mind. I, I was in the ring with her. And when the emotion, it was real. It came out of her, and she looked so good on camera. And I looked at her, and this is, a, this is a hard thing for me to say because I love my wife dearly. But I looked at her, and all I thought were dollar signs. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, when I got backstage, even Jeff Jarrett came up to me, and she go, he goes, that girl is money. And he goes, well, she signed with us. And I said, I, I, I don't know. You have to ask her. I said, you know, she chose to be – she had a Victoria's Secret modeling career, and she dropped it for, uh, uh, to be a housewife and a mother. And I respect her for that. But she decided on her own that she would join TNA. It would be a limited schedule. Uh, God willing, she does come over to England, to the UK. Um, but uh, her schedule is doing TVs and pay-per-views. And, and some of the some of the untelevised shows, probably some of the tours that we'll do. But um, her first her, you know, responsibility is to be a mother and a wife, and she knows that, and 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 she enjoys that. But she also is really starting to get into this character. She's actually driving me nuts because she's on, she's on the internet all the time, and she's always trying to get better. And she's watching film of herself, and she's watching film of um, past women in, in ballets and wrestling, like a Miss Elizabeth and Sunny, and trying to get a feel for it, and. You know, she, she's a very hard worker, and um, she has really involved herself in this without, without uh, hurting the fact that she is a mother and, and, and a wife. So uh, I, I give her a lot of credit for that. Uh, her life has not changed except for the fact that she has a job with TNA, and she does it very well. Have both of you been surprised at how popular she's been on the, on the product? <laughs> uh, she was only, uh, in 2007, she was only 10 weeks uh, on TV and she won uh, diva slash knockout of the year uh, I don't know how that's possible I mean, I, I, I'd imagine you'd have to go the whole year to win that honor uh, Karen was only two and a half months from October through December and she won she won diva knockout of the year I that that never happens uh, so she must have done something right I you know I, I, I have to give her a lot of credit her her pre-tapes her promos her skills, uh, even even with her out in the ring, um, she has such a, a natural ability to to uh, uh, you know, like I'll tell her, listen, you know, make sure you do this or this at a certain time, and she's always on cue. She has a she has a natural feel for wrestling, and uh, it's because she was a fan her whole life, and she not only watched it with her grandparents, she studied it, and. And when I joined wrestling, she didn't believe me that I was going to join pro wrestling. We were, get, we were getting married. I said, guess what? I'm uh, going to go try out for WWE. And she said, no way. I said, yeah. And she's like, okay, go ahead, go ahead if you're going to do it. But uh, she really didn't like my run in, in WWE. She, she, she prefers my run in TNA because I spend more time with her. I spend more time with my family. When I was with WWF or WWE, 
I mean, my my first child, Kira, she actually called me by my first name because she didn't know I was her dad. She would call me Kurt when I came home. She thought I was like a buddy of hers. And that really hurt me. And uh, I think that was part of the reason why I left too is, you know, I needed some free time with my family. And Dixie Carter was willing to give it to me. So the growth of TNA and, and them giving me time my, with my family really helped me. And that's what Dixie Carter is. She's a family-oriented woman. You know, she has a great family. Her husband served. She has kids. And she knows how important family is to her. And even her father and mother have the same aspect. And, and uh, you know, if they knew I wasn't spending time with my family, they would force me to to take time off the road to spend time with them. That's the kind of people they are. Vince McMahon, he was the complete opposite. He wanted me on the road. He didn't want me married. Uh, he wanted me to. He wanted me to be his and entirely his. He wanted to own me and, and just have me, you know, wrestle as long as I could until I couldn't move a muscle, and then he'd probably spit me out. I knew that time was going to come soon, and so I just wanted to get out. Okay, um, again, keeping on the, the subject of Karen, and uh, also one of the newest products from TNA, of course, the uh, Women's Knockouts division. Any wow. uh, possibilities for Karen to be uh, going for the TNA Women's Knockout Championship? No chance in heck. Oh, my <laughs> God. Have you seen our wrestlers? Awesome Kong, oh, ODB. Yeah. I mean, uh, even, you know, you know, you look at Gail Kim, and uh, see, the TNA has taken a different approach to women's wrestling. Uh, WWE, it's more eye candy. They want the girls to show TNA, you know, a different TNA than the <laughs> total non-stop action. You know the other TNA. <laughs> and they just roll around the ring and the fans laugh and, they, and the guys go whistle and they get a little, you know, a little joy out of it. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a joke. But, and, and, and uh, you know, Dixie Carter came up with the idea we're going to have our TNA knockouts and she didn't want to call them divas. She called, she called them knockouts. And they're going to be wrestlers, and we're going to take this seriously. And when, when they brought in Awesome Kong and ODB, I was like, wow, this, is, this has really turned into a really good women's division. You know, they, are, they have other wrestlers that are very good. You know, uh, Christy Hemi's coming along really well. Gail Kim is definitely one of the most talented female wrestlers I have ever seen. But there are a lot of girls that we have hired uh, that are just as good. So, um but with Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, and ODB running in the front, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's, it's one of those divisions that when I watch them wrestle, I sit down and I watch. You know, before, if the women were on, I'd, I'd just go about my business, study my promo, and, and ignore the women's wrestling. And TNA, I watch it because it is exciting. It, it, I mean, Awesome Kong is just, uh, she wrestled in Japan, I guess, for four or five years. So yeah. she learned that kind of style. And ODB is a, is a great entertainer. So, and like I said, Gail Kim's a great high flyer. So all that, you know, all the chemistry, just uh, it's incredible. They, I'd have to say they're they're not as good as the men's division, but they're pretty damn close. Okay, and uh, just wanted to sort of tie things up. Basically, obviously, we've got the, the TNA uh, Impact video game coming out this year, which is coming over to the UK for the first time for the tour and uh, really sort of branching out internationally TNA. Um, obviously this show's heard worldwide, uh, a lot of fans in the UK listen to this show and people who love TNA watch it on Bravo every week. Any words for your, your fans in the UK who haven't, uh, haven't seen you in the UK before? You know what, I, I just want to say that I, I, do, I really do miss the fans here. Um, you know, they, they have always gone along with the Kurt Angle character, whether I was good or I was bad. You know, they, they kind of got it. It was kind of like I winked at them and they you know, they, they, they went with it, you know, if, if I was 
the bad guy and they were chanting you suck you know along with my song um they always stayed loyal to my character and 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 the funny thing is i have more fans over here than i think i do in the united states and uh that that's an honor that's that that, that makes me feel really good so like i said when i come over here i guarantee you i am going to have some of my best matches and it's because of the appreciation i have for the fans here in the uk Fantastic. Now, don't forget, you can watch Against All Odds that happens this Sunday live on pay-per-view in the U.S. Yes. Uh, this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on Bravo 2. Oh, that's Sky 123. Um, and Impact every Saturday on Bravo on Sky uh, 121 at 9 p.m. Yes. Every week. Yes. So we are really kicking butt. Yes. <laughs> and I'm very happy. <laughs> awesome. With that, Kurt, thank you so much for taking the time out to do the interview. It's great seeing you over here in the UK. Can't wait to uh, to attend the, the, the UK tour. It's going to be fantastic, and right. uh, we're going to be pushing that all the way. So thank you once again for taking the time for the interview. Thanks for being on my show, and thank you to the fans.